right? Seed oils made from yeah, and seed oils and, and, soy, and soy shit. Dude, my chick is killing herself with that shit, dude. She is in her head about the vegan stuff. I, I got her to be uh. a pescatarian, but she only eats fish maybe like once or twice a week. It ain't, it ain't enough, dude. They think like ethical like reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you gotta. I mean, I, I'm back on that like carnivore shit. I've been on that. I, I eat protein with every meal, breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner. If there's no protein in it, I don't want it. And I've yes. I've been doing that for like 20 years. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. Once I found out about it, like. Yeah. I used to just eat like a frozen pizza sometimes, like like in high school at night, and like with nothing. You know what I mean? Just yeah. bread and cheese. And now everything has meat, eggs, protein. Oh yeah. Well, I go to I, I go to burger place like Five Guys. I just get I get two burgers, four patties, no bread, no toppings, just meat and cheese. So really? there's, a, there's a fairly I mean it's, it's a little yeah. more expensive because you're not getting two full burgers, right? Yeah. But you're but like that's not a bad lunch if I'm really trying to just eat meat. Oh, yeah. For the most part, and yeah. keep that keto shit, you know. Yep. And a lot of fats, a lot of eggs, eat a lot of eggs with a lot of butter. Just, I don't know how good and you can feel eating none of that and steak, right. and I feel great. Yeah. It's like I love it. It's like tasty, you know. No shit. <laughs> no, no bullshit. It's good. I fucking love meat. Yeah. Meat's the best. Welcome to this week's edition of the Keto Diet. Yes. Welcome. Slash, slash fasting. <laughs> Fellow Keto people. Hey, everybody. This is John Says World. It's been a long, long, long time since we've been doing a show. It has been. Since we've been doing a show. It's been months. Bet. I learned that word yesterday. <laughs> Bet. Bet that. Did oh, you know what? Kevin showed me something yesterday. Did you know that there's like a chicken sandwich war going on right now? Between Popeyes and Chick Fil A, you know about it. I heard yes. Did you see all these memes? And I saw a bunch of public freakout videos of people rioting at Popeyes because they ran out of the sandwich, reselling them for like thirty bucks. Have you had the sandwich? Have you tried it? No. Popeyes is clearly better. So I heard. I heard. So so it was. I I bet. I bet. I bet. (laughs) So they came out with some new chicken sandwich. And it was like a war between them and Chick Fil A over who has the best chicken sandwich, right? That's like yeah. The, but I heard someone saying that like the media was really pumping the Popeye sandwich because they hate Chick Fil A because it's like conservative fast food. But mm. well, you know who doesn't care about that? You know, it's funny. Like what? I, what okay, I, what is the controversy over Chick Fil A? Isn't it that the founder at some point in time made comments about being against gay marriage? Yeah. You know who else don't like gay marriage? Probably a, a lot of uh, people that love Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You mean uh, Canadians? Canadians. <laughs> I, I think in in the actual meme war, I think it was clear cut that Chick Fil A was heralded the champion in you know well, its yeah, superiority. The, the meme war, but not yeah. in, like reality. I don't know, man. Chick Fil A. You may have like a little treat with that Popeye sandwich, but Chick Fil A consistently good chicken sandwiches. You get Every great time. customer service. Yeah. Dude, have you like, ever been that's... to Popeyes? <laughs> Chick Fil A keeps have. that line moving. <laughs> <laughs> Popeyes is like it's like a it's like nat, it's like it's greasy fried chicken. It's not bad. Pure, it's, it's a, you know, delicious. But it's good. I mean, it's... no, it's not about like what's what's better for you. It's about which one's better. Which one's better? The Popeye and... sandwich is a better sandwich. It's so it's just obvious. Cook by cook by a lady named Lucille. It sure who doesn't care about your cholesterol. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's even a contest. Honestly, like it, it's just a better sandwich. But Chick Fil A is fine. You know, the, the first time I went to Chick Fil A, I, I sat down at a table. I ordered. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I think it was a fried chicken sandwich or something like that. And I took a bite out of it. And I think I, you know, I sat there going, "Well, it's pretty good." Not Popeyes. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like Popeyes for the bone-in chicken and the boneless chicken. Chick-fil-A is dude, number one. Hey, if you Popeyes chicken, is, yeah, what? I have. Church's chicken? Yeah. 
I feel like that's like part and parcel to Popeyes. I've heard yeah. people, people say that's better than Popeyes. Like it's generally like superior. I, I feel like they were like founded down the street from one another because Church's Chicken, I think, is New Orleans and Popeyes is New Orleans. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, so Louisiana style. Yeah, versus... and Kentucky Fried Chicken is Georgia, right? That's, yeah, that's what I feel like the Colonel is from. Yeah, he's from Georgia. Yeah. That's why it's called Kentucky he's not Fried from Kentucky. Chicken. <laughs> 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 Touche. <laughs> Little tete a tete. How about that? Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I know he's probably from Kentucky, yeah. but but I've, I've been eating mostly a lot of a lot of meat and, and doing fasting. Yeah, I, I tried fasting bad. this week. I did. It's my first week fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent a lot of it hungry. Well, you're doing you're doing the eight sixteen. I'm, I'm trying the eight sixteen, which is yeah. a great. Which that's a good thing to. I, I gotta say, you know what's really weird about it is I, I thought it would be stupid, and I think it might be, but I, I actually feel like I have a little more energy throughout the day doing the eight sixteen split, which I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I do. But th- that's great. It, I, that, that is one of the side effects people notice is increased really? energy. Yeah, because your body uh, there's there's some more science behind it. But is it after the buffaloes? It. Yes, has to do with buffalo. buffalo science. Has to do with hunting buffaloes and <laughs> I figure. <early. laughs> oh man, God, you have some stupid theory, Sean. Of course, so you've, you've been watching like the Zcash debate on the trademark stuff. A little bit. What what exactly is going on? Okay, there, there you have like competing uh, organizations within Zcash. Okay, so so, so I think. I, I'm not positive, but as I understand it, I think Zuko Wilcox and uh, or Wilco Zukox, whatever he, what's that? Oh, Zukok. Wilco Zukok. Wilco Zukok. Yeah. I think he's established a, a scheme with the Zcash Foundation to have it. He says, and I quote: "We prefer decentralized management of the trademark, and that's why we proposed the two of two multi-sig structure." Okay, so first of all. Two of two is not decentralized. <laughs> it's no. like not any more than like one of one. Because all it means is that one of you has, you know, leverage on the other person. If you need both people to sign something over. And I don't think that they've really considered anything because Zuko's a retard. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the least polite way. Um, he's like, no one, and I think this is like generally with governance and blockchain, nobody's ever considered anything. They really are dumb. The entire governance discussion is absolutely stupid. And this is why. There's no one who thinks too deep. So guess what happens? I mean, like, people start asking, like, apparently the foundation realizes, you know, what a two of two does, and they start making comments about the fact that they could leverage the other side into doing things that they want done with the blockchain, with the, using the trademark. And then it starts getting into discussion about what happens, like, if the chain splits and one party uh, of the two of two thinks that one chain is Zcash, and the other party of the two of two thinks that the other chain is Z- Zcash. Then what? There's no resolution there. It's no, just, it's just, it's, just it's, a, it's a stupid deadlock. Like. It's really, you know, what's really okay. So then, so then, some other people were proposing other schemes. So guess what they proposed? A two of three. Oh, a two of three. <laughs> so like, like, like it's it, like all the, the the creativity on this was like, well, you know, blockchains are good for all things, and so they like, you know, what do they do? They they come up with this like signing schema. That looks a lot like owning a company, but these aren't companies. So it's just the, the trademark. Right? That's what they're. That's all this. Yeah, is like. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, if they can open source their trademark or something. But like, why not? Multisig for governance is not like that's a stupid idea for what? an entire fucking. It's chain. what companies do, and it's, it's what it's, a company would do if you, if you had. Three but you have like partners. three guys, and like they all have interest, or, or women and women, oh, yeah, yeah. men or women could own a company, and uh, they they all you know are in fiscal. 
fiduciary interest with one another, and their job is to make the other people more money. And if they don't, then they can sue one another, and they use the court system to do that. Well, like in this like system of decentralized management, I think it's hilarious because what could happen is someone could like sue Zuko and compel him. The court could compel him to sign his end of the signature, or just say that it was signed. That now the that his like half of it is the other sides. Like it's just a really stupid libertarian utopian schema. And they absolutely, they're, they're just stupid. Yeah. Hearted. It's so dumb. I so. mean, is it, uh, it's, I'm guessing it's the foundation of the, uh, the electric coin company. Is that who the other party is? In I there? don't know. Cause I he catches like a few of these organizations. It's like Z but. foundation. So like, I don't know what yeah. it is. Oh, electric coin company, ECC. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant. That's that's what that, that must be. That must be Kakzu Wilco. It's, uh, it, yeah. Where, where does that plan go? Um, do they go three of three? Do they just keep going up? And I think that's what they do. Or? I think that the, this is like this <laughs> is the yeah. this is the governance equivalent of Ethereum. You just like obfuscate to the point of like nobody. Like, well, why don't we just do like one hundred and eighty-five of like one ninety-seven? Yeah. Like, why don't they just go to the limit of Bitcoin? Like, they might as well. Yeah, do like fifty, 50 uh, whatever out of fifteen. Yeah, just like like, and then you then you're a side chain, like right? That's, is that's, that's the max that's, limit for multi-sig of Bitcoin? Fifteen or is, is there? I, I think it's something like that. It's 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 up yes. it's upwards. It's higher than three, I think. But lower than fifty or hundred. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, like all of these proposals are. I think what's going to end up happening. Here's my here's my prediction. I think they're going to do a two of three of some sort, mm-hmm. and one of the keys is going to be owned by like a fifth, like a, a community doing a vote, so that the community will have one. It'll be like on chain or something like that, or owned by a website or something, and they can vote on uh, how they want. You know, to the scheme to work. A decentralized autonomous community. Yeah, that's that's how that is. A DAC. <laughs> a DAC. <laughs> which which is funny because then, then you'd think to yourself like, well, why didn't you just let them vote in the first place then? And that then that be it, right? Yeah, that could have been the only thing yeah. you did, which is really funny. I mean, all of these things get obfuscated to the point of absurdity. So by design, though. No, because th- like, the founders are so stupid that they can't they can't think of contingencies. They're just that dumb. And okay, so that uh, this week on Unconfirmed, which is Laura Shin's podcast, she did a thing with the Decred founder or one of them. And I skipped that one. Oh yeah, I listened to it, and it got me thinking because I've been thinking a lot. Okay, so here's the thing: the, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of discussion on blockchain governance, mm-hmm. and I've avoided the topic largely because it's so stupid and boring. And do you view it as like an unsolvable problem? No, I, I believe that it's solvable, just not like I, I think that the idea that it that it needs to be solved for all time is absolutely stupid. And imposing a governance, a government structure onto a blockchain is absolutely insane. Because blockchains at this point just, I mean, like, well, Bitcoin exists, for example. What's the governance structure? There is none. There is none. Okay, you say that. But what happened when we needed to, you know, implement SegWit? The core dev stepped up. No, <laughs> UASF well, stepped up. Sure, you're it right. Was, it you're was right. A lot of users and nodes stepped up. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not. There is a. You could. You could. Make, you could say there's a governance structure in place, but that is closer to a decentralized governance structure than. Well, there's a latent having like there, having like an official governance policy, which is all these what these other projects like there, try to do. Bitcoin. I would say I would call Bitcoin's governance like latent government governance. It's not. There's not like a governance structure imposed, but there is like governance that can be imposed. Through the it, system, it's kind of emergent. Like it kind it's one hundred percent emergent. Yeah, like, which is frankly, I mean, that's that's in line with a lot of these like sort of anarchic theories. Hayek, for example, discusses uh, this sort of emergent consensus when he discusses uh, how how states of anarchy work, and that you know emergent consensus will arise essentially that there will be order that arises from the chaos. And 
it's pretty astute because, like, with Bitcoin, we see exactly that. Whenever there's a need for governance or, like, voting, people figure out how to jury rig all of this in. And they it's temporary. Like, where's UASF now? But UASF will forever remain a threat, as will miners turning off all of their miners. Like, all of this is – Bitcoin has multiple layers of structure, and they can be used for, you know, basically leverage. And that's what governance is. So if you come in and say, like, our blockchain's a democracy – and you're like, okay, well, then what about that one? Our blockchain's a, a, a communism governance structure. And you're like, okay, well, what about that one? And, like, you have infinite numbers of governance structures you can impose on it. But, like, blockchains, that, that's completely artificial. There's no reason it has to be a communistic blockchain. Was it, like, fucking NEM? Is, is there oh, a the, point? The, the NEM. NEM, <laughs> the NEM communist blockchain? I, that might be. Okay. Is there a point where there's, like, a level of ossification is the word that they use in Bitcoin where we're stuck with what we got and, and none of that will matter? Like, we, we're just going to work with the structure that we have in place at, at a certain point? It depends on how it works, I guess. I mean, like, I, I think the thing with – here's the thing. What's special about America's democracy or republic, if you will? What's special about it? Yeah, what's it? special about it? And, and honestly, I think this is important because I think a lot of the people outside of America have not ever given this any thought. I think that a lot of these structures are imposed by stupid libertarians in the U.S. and foreigners. Because I think that, like, America had some of the best thinking on how to construct a government ever. And it wasn't saying that, like, the government in America, this republic we have, is the best. or well, that it's, it's allowed to adapt over, over time, right? Like, right. Okay, it yeah. does, yeah. But th- there's, there's a number of things about it that I think are really special. Number one, it's really fucking slow. Number two, it's, it's self-repairing. You know, I, I mean, they're all kind of... This is debatable, right? Like, a, a fast government might be better in some cases and worse in others. So, like, for example, the American government allows for change over time. History can, you know, can repair itself. So when, when there's mistakes made, slavery, we can, you know, change the law. It might take 10, 15, 20 years, and uh, people might be aggrieved. But we can correct our course. Civil asset forfeiture. It, that's a that's a bad thing going on right now, and that might get fixed. It, it, it might will take get some fixed. Time. I know it'll get fixed, but it's going to take some time. It, over time, it will. Yeah, and there's a lot of people aggrieved in that time, and that's awful. But like the and fact it, is that it the reason that it works is because we have this competing structure where all of the different entities are you know butting heads with one another, fighting each other, and you know it doesn't mean that it's going to work forever. But the results of it are that we've remained basically free. Most people, some people haven't. Some people got their freedom a little later. Some people might be a little more free than others, but those mistakes can be corrected over time. So I think that's amazing. Now, if you impose like direct democracy on these blockchains, I mean, the, the humor is that the U.S. can modify parts of it itself, right? Like we've added Supreme Court justices and, you know, whatever. Blockchains are fucking immutable. So what do you think? You're going to like take the governance structure away? Who's going to take it away? You basically have a, a, a built-in voting block of people that will never, ever remove their power. It's absolutely stupid. Whereas in Bitcoin, you have just kind of emergent consensus. You have this consensus that, like, it's latent. It doesn't exist formally. It's completely informal. And then when it's necessary to impose, someone tries to figure out how to, like, leverage the community against another part of it in order to impose some sort of rule. Well, they can do that if it's within the rules. It's kind of cool. I mean, the the general aim with Bitcoin is to make sure that, uh, you know, nodes can be spun up pretty easily and quickly sure for for as, for as much as possible well, unlike so, ethereum so that, it'll so take you like so six they, and a half so months they, to like right. do anything because you have to spin your note up but but, but <laughs> the, one of the problems of that is that you can't have a you you may you may have a inability to do a uasf in the future because you have less people that are able to operate nodes or get nodes up and running right i mean you, you i remember you saying years ago it doesn't matter how many nodes are really online right now it's more of a matter of how many nodes can you get spun up quickly right so it's like that initial block download that initial setup like how you know how 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 
quickly can we get that up and running? That way you can have this emergent governance structure that keeps the decentralization, prevents some type of uh, well, well, the know, humor, central right. control of some extent. So, so the humor to me is that there's this like notion in, in blockchain that direct democracy is just correct. Like no one's questioning it at all. And yet the framers of the Constitution in America write these, you know, the Federalist Papers, and the entire point of them is discussing whether you can even build an optimal government and the fact that there's this thing called the tyranny of the majority, which is to, like, basically oppress minority groups, minority factions, the, the Federalist Papers call them. So, like, you need a structure that doesn't allow the tyranny of the majority to destroy minority factions. That's the entire purpose of... Our structure. Does it do it perfectly? No. But, like, that's the purpose. And yet every blockchain uh, project that adds governance to it does nothing more than adding just literally direct democracy. And it's very funny to me. Well, it's funny about Decred doing it. Yes! So what's funny about Decred is that it's the majority of people that founded that chain are the BTCD devs who are... They're just whiny little bitches. They they were kind of mad and pissed about how core was doing things and how a lot of the Bitcoin devs were doing things because mm-hmm. they want, you know, it's, it's the same, it's the Garzix. It's the, you know, why can't we do it this way? And it's like, well, that's not, it's not a good idea. That's yeah, they're just work. whining. And then they're like, well, oh, Core doesn't let you do anything. Core's a conspiracy. And they go and, like, they fork off. You know, they... That's probably what uh, other Core said. They're like, go fork yourself. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we will. So... They're the ones with the cool blue jackets, right? I think it's Factum. <laughs> no, that's, that's, the, that's the Decred people. It is, Those right? little shiny blue jackets. Yeah. 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 Memorable. Yeah. <laughs> They're so whiny. I mean, a lot of these programs are really whiny. They, they, they come in. The conspiracies about, like, core are hilarious. I, I was uh, talking to someone this week about the core conspiracy, and I just asked them. I was like, well, who who in core is uh, part of Blockstream? Why don't, you, why don't you start telling me about that? Mm. No one can name anybody. Who works no at Blockstream can, no, and no, is no, a core dev? Yeah, yeah, no one can name anybody. He's not a. He doesn't work at Blockstream. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, look, he might not even be a core dev. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Luke would say anybody who's contributed code to Bitcoin is a core dev. That makes me a core dev. Jimmy's a contributor. Like he's he's definitely contributed yeah. code, but he's not he's not somebody that's actively working on anything. You know. Uh, hmm. And to be honest, the people that are really active on Bitcoin Core right now, um, I mean, so the, the not, not many are active. Some of the newest contributors are the most active contributors. Right? Some of the newest contributors are the most active. Yeah. And there's a trend where where if one starts at Blockstream, they end up leaving. Like uh, Carl Dong was an intern at Blockstream. <laughs> Dong. Now he's at yeah. <laughs> now he's at Chenko Labs. Yeah. Uh, Shores Shores has been really active in the last couple of years. Yeah. He's he's. Uh, I think he's he's funded by uh, Blockchain Info or whatever. I mean, I was asking like, this. Go, like, not, like name one core developer. That works for Blockstream. And they go, Blue Matt! Like, no, he doesn't work at Blockstream. He left years ago. Luke Dash Jr. Nope. Luke Dash Jr. does never worked at Blockstream. He, he didn't like the idea of Blockstream. Adam Back. How many how many commits does Adam Back have? I don't think he has any. No, nothing, nothing like that. I mean, you have you have, you have Peter Wola, but Peter Wola contributes a lot to Libsec P256K1. Yeah. Not, not, not less and less. Well, Greg Maxwell with their CTO. He, Peter Wola might be the one that you would say is the yeah. Blockstream guy that works. Name, name, name one retard you've been having a discussion with about this that knows Peter Wola's name. Name one person who believes in the oh. conspiracy that knows who Peter Wola is. Yeah. <laughs> Wooly, Wooly. Wooly. How, Wooly, do you, Wooly. how do you pronounce his name? I don't know. Yeah. Wooly? I think that's it. Yeah. I actually uh, heard a podcast they were talking Wooly. about. It. Yeah. It was with yeah. The, it was from him himself. So. Peter Wooly. Uh, he did say it, but then I, I forgot. So now I think I'm going to forget. And it, I might be wrong because I forgot too. his name wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter Wooly Bears. Uh, but he okay. So then there's there's him, and then Greg Maxwell, who's not at Blockstream anymore. So I I don't really 
know like where that conspiracy goes because it's it's a funny persistent conspiracy that no like every you look at the other core devs like is a Mahler core dev who Mahler Ma- Jack Mahler no okay he, he contributes to lightning and stuff though doesn't he yes okay so lightning now is distinct from Bitcoin what about Dra- uh, Taj Dragia <laughs> I don't think he contributes to core but he contributes to lightning he contributes well he contributes to second layer stuff yeah and he's at he's at MIT ah uh, uh, oh another one what's uh, his weird. face Vladimir's isn't he at lightning labs M- isn't Dragia at lightning labs or is he at MIT no oh, okay. no that's Dragia I think was part of the he was part of the founding of lightning labs and then couldn't left. work with Elizabeth uh, who could though I, let's move on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but, but, but a lot of these names are not people who work at Blockstream and a lot never have worked at Blockstream I, I can't I've never found a person who levels a conspiracy that can name one person that works at Blockstream yeah. who's also contributed to Core yeah I found a list of people and the, the two people that they uh, that they showed of the top contributors were Luke Dash Jr. and Blue Matt not even that list was accurate I mean Jorge Timon but a lot of these guys are also working on uh, the elements like uh, he's got side chain stuff. Commits, I think, also. He's top. Is he? At least. I mean, definitely top 30. Okay, probably, he's probably maybe top 20 commits. Got like 15 yeah. commits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, t- t- number of commits, lines of code isn't that big. I mean, like, Gavin's still number three On the, if, you, yeah. if you look at the, you know, you know what I mean? Like, how, how do you measure? you, you got to look at who's been in the last year the, or the so. The value of the commits are, are different, Who's too. Like, correct. Yeah, all right. commits are not equal. All yeah. commits are not equal. All yeah. commits oh, that's not, good. I like that. That yeah. should be a show name. Yeah. Write that one down. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> all commits are not all equal. All commits are but not equal. But also reviewing code and coming up with, like, ideas. And that amazes me notes. that the skill of reviewing code is revered as just as important as writing code. Yeah. To a lot of extents. That, that well, because you got to be able to read the fucking code. It's hard. Yeah. Sean can barely read a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is hard. You gotta. There's a lot of. You know why? He's a Popeyes customer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telegram is finally doing its uh, ICO. Oh, they are. Yeah. Well, so they say. I mean, there's a hundred nodes so far on the on the network. A um, hundred nodes, and they are uh, maintained by let me. Oh, Telegram. All hundred. Why would you have a hundred nodes on your system that are maintained by you? What's the point? Yeah, well, I think what that they, means, I think literally what that means is like, I have a website, it's highly available because I have it on Amazon instances all over the country, and it just routes you to the right place. Yeah, it's like that's... It says it's what, a proof of stake playing with multiple shark chains. Oh, so... Nice. Sounds like my pants. Uh, the Ton blockchain, T-O-N, which is Telegram... Onion Network. Onion Network. No. <laughs> Telegram. <laughs> Telegram Online. Telegram Online. <laughs> Telegram Online Now. <laughs> T- ton. 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 Is this really happening? Are, are people still... Are these, are these projects still thinking we're going to do an ICO? Well, I think what happens... Are they selling it to, like, anybody? Yeah. Who are they selling it to? Like, what, Americans. What is, it's so stupid. Um, it is stupid. But, uh, is it an ERC-20 token? Is it a stable coin? It says... Okay, well, this, okay, so this is what it says. The Ton blockchain will be compatible with Ethereum-based software. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, I, I, I really have no idea what that means. Ethereum-based software. Ethereum-based. We, we looked at Ethereum. We did well, our own thing. In, in addition, it's a proof-of-stake chain. So I don't even know why you need 100 nodes. If yeah. you're one company, as long as your node is available, like you don't need 100 of them. You're... Like, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, they're doing it. 
They raised $1.7 billion, which is probably how they afford all 100 Amazon instances, which I think run them probably $8 a month or so. So that's probably how that works. Is that accurate, that, that number raised? Because I thought I heard that like a year ago they raised that. Is that like a new number too? Or I thought they raised a billion dollars like a year ago when they started talking about this. Or... Yeah, that was when they raised it. That's so they've just been sitting on released. it? Like they've been sitting on it? And... Well, wouldn't you Scrooge McDuck? I'd be, I'd I'd be spending that, that shit. <laughs> I'd fucking cash that shit out. I'd put it in a vault and I'd be like, yeah. oh, man. What did they, I mean, what did they raise it in Bitcoin? And I think they did it when Bitcoin was cheap again. So, like, they might Wait. be sitting on $2.4 I don't. Why even release it? Just exit scam, guys. Just, like, learn from your competitors. Exit scam. Go. Leave. Yeah. That's and what I would why do. Why would they give any of that money back? I don't know. I, like, <laughs> what's the point? Aren't they in Russia? They're Russian. I don't know if they're still... Are they Are they actually in Russia? I, I mean, Vladimir would be, like, very happy about this. He'd be like, oh, look at all the money we took from but the I Americans. But I thought they were, they were anti... Uh, like like the guy that founded Telegram founded the Russian equivalent of Facebook and then sold it or something and yeah. then was like fuck you to the Russian government and Telegram is then he got a billion dollars and then he and then he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I Vladimir I got it yeah. I'm happy to come home he's probably just living at thirty thousand feet on private jets probably like yeah. <laughs> over international waters yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> Burning cash, man. Oh, man. Yeah, but like it, that's coming out, and uh, I don't think that it's gonna. I don't know what it does. I don't know what the purpose of it is. What it, like? What's the goal of it? To transmit it over Telegram? I don't know. Are, like, are, yeah. Like, are we gonna be able to send ton? Well, I'm sure anything? you'll be able to sell ton. Um, well, it's not like we're getting. I mean, it's it's a nothing project. Well, I, how, I just don't know why you send a ton. Like, how are you going to send ton when you could just send Bitcoin? Right. I feel like this is going to be like, uh, God, what's that fucking blockchain that nobody uses that everyone says that people use? Dash. Well, Dash is definitely one of them. Yeah. There's a number of them. Like, <laughs> Which blockchain <laughs> that everyone says they use and no one actually uses? No one uses. actually uses. That, 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 that describes every project yeah. in Ethereum. <laughs> There's a bunch of those. My God, though. Like, I mean, this is, I look at the, like, I, I see this stuff and I, I think, you know, I feel like a lot of the people that are running these kind of pseudo scams, uh, they got they're they're kind of like okay, in order to like at least have some plausibility here, I have to release something at some point. So they eventually just get around to it, and they're like, "This is my blockchain. I don't know. Do it, do whatever you want with it." Maybe they were looking at buying. Who, who did Ripple buy for legitimacy? Oh, MoneyGram. Uh, MoneyGram. Yeah, yeah. They didn't buy them. They just invested like forty oh, percent right. or took something. A 5% like that. Yeah. Sta- oh, yeah, it was, 40% like, it was stake. huge. Yeah. But the market cap of MoneyGram at the time was only like 16, Zero dollars. $16 million. Yeah, it was yeah. so small. <laughs> but like, oh, I know MoneyGram. <laughs> 7 Dude, million I, gets you a 40% stake. I, like, so JG Wentworth went bankrupt. They go bankrupt every few years. And their market cap went down to like $5 million. And I was like, what would it take to just go buy the name JG Wentworth? It's got to be worth more than that. Yeah. Right? Wait, like, just wh- like, wh- why do they go bankrupt every yeah, few Yeah, I years? understand how that business model ever goes bankrupt. Really? How does that they work? They pay too much of their sales, guys. They take a lot of salary, and then all of a sudden they go bankrupt. It happens every few years. They've, they've gone bankrupt like four times. It's a great business. The business is to go bankrupt. Yeah. JG Wentworth. Eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> yeah, when UBI hits, that'll be real popular. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I figured out is I can I can uh, remove the spaces in our show. The spaces. Like, like the, the, the little, like, pauses. I heard of an app that does that, and they use it on podcasts, and people swear by it. Ad- you- Audacity does it. It, it, supposedly, you know, on a, on a three-hour podcast, it might save you 17 minutes of dead space. It's going right? to do more than that for us, I think, because we, we're going we to have, have a, a lot of dead space. A lot of dead space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any, anytime I, like, ask a question of Sean, it's like four minutes of thinking time. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Anyhow. Um, but, yeah, that's – that's the Telegram stuff is amazing. But, like, I think the idea is, like, WeChat, I think, uses a lot of 
Like WeChat, there's a lot of like trading of yuan on it, right? Yuan, yen, 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 yuan, yuan, yuan. Man. Well, yeah, that's how they pay for everything. Yeah. Like, like China's all about that WeChat shit. It's 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 all of their networks, all of their payments, all of their social everything. It's like their like credit cards. One fucking app. Yeah. That's why. That's so why I think, I think that's what the Telegram think, is trying to do, though. I think they're. I think this is. I think this is the what Libra. They think Libra would look like uh, by making like competing right. Uh, pay you know payments. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that actually does make because that's that's is what you know Libra would try to leverage the WhatsApp. Shit. Right. Did, didn't like this. in 15 or 16 Facebook do try to launch messenger payments and yes. zero traction? I think it was 2012. That it was early? Like early on, yeah. Yeah, it was zero traction. And, on and, that, and right. right now, if you go onto Facebook, you can like send people money, which is funny because I've never seen anybody do that. Uh. Like Facebook's desperate. But I think I think what's going on with Facebook is they, they're trying to end run the Fed, but like the African. And they're just trying to like become like an African nation, which is appropriate because Mugabe just died. Oh yeah, yeah, he just died. So like, which, I think which one was he? The Congo, Zim, Zimbabwe, no, the trillion dollar bill. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Him. And I think that like Zuckerberg is a great candidate to step in and take his place. He so could probably oppress people just as well. So you think the tech companies may try to get central banking or replace or just go after central banking, but in like these like shit countries? Yeah, like that they have shit central banks. So like, there's a there's a story. Okay, take them over. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. It, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Facebook's declaring that we are now a Zimbabwean company. Yeah. Uh, we've registered as a business in Zimbabwe. Well, that's why they have all that advertisement for, like, help, help the poor. Well, they're, like, using WhatsApp now to go into Africa. So uh, they have hired, or they're hiring, a public policy manager who would work closely with Facebook's Africa public policy team to ensure blockchain technologies and digital payments can play their part in improving Africa's socioeconomic development. Well, here's the thing. Couldn't Facebook just, like, write a check to everybody in Africa for, like, $10 and, like, double their income? <laughs> they, they they could be like the biggest UBI provider, right? Like, and just it would just be ten dollars, right? Ten dollars, and they'd all be rich <laughs> as fuck over there. And they'd all be like spending it; it'd be good. Well, China's trying to make a heavy African play. They're they're all up in these trees. So only heavy Africans, only heavy Africans. Yeah, the big ones, the ones that did a Popeyes. But they're definitely getting. They're they're, they're they've been trying to sway governments. You know, provide money for infrastructure. They, they actually built stuff. a bunch of buildings, and then they found out that they had them all bugged. They were and they're probably like, what are all these fucking clicks? <laughs> 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 What's he saying? They got a translator. Yeah. You think so? It's like <laughs> running it through Google. <laughs> Those fucking clicks in our low quality microphones. <laughs> I bet they're using Alexa microphones. They might be. Yeah, they're probably just like taking the microphones out of Alexa's that they're making along the line. They're having like the 12 year olds that are working the lines do it. They're just like pulling them out and they're like, ah, put these in after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Facebook is. But- I mean, it is interesting that though, like if the tech, like for example, let's say Zimbabwe, Facebook takes over their entire financial yeah. bank. Is that better than China eventually doing it or that country being able to establish its own central bank without the control of a fucking company? Like, I think that belief is why they're doing it. Because I think these tech companies yeah. getting more power over our finances well, in this well, country here's, here's is my dystopian. Question. Here's my question but if, for but you. If it, but if it's for third world countries, is it? Let me ask a question to you. Okay. What's the difference? Between Facebook becoming president of Zimbabwe and China becoming president of Zimbabwe. Me neither. It's true. Yeah. It's two sides of the same, <laughs> well, it's the same, it's two sides of the same coin. Well, I think there's allegations even. Like Peter Thiel's been making them that there's like a lot of like Chinese spies in Facebook. So. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And, and you know, the, the thing is, it seems like exactly the same play as Telegram. Like, they're just releasing Libra, and they're trying to get leverage WhatsApp to go there. And it's a weird problem, I think, because if, I think if they did this in the U.S., they would be subject to, like, a lot of scrutiny. They'd be like, well, you're, you're combining these two companies in a way that, like, you should have a Chinese wall. See? Chinese walls in companies. Uh, that you should have a Chinese wall between these two brands, and, like, they shouldn't be talking to each other. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, we do, except in Africa. And, uh, like, what do you do as the United States? Because, like, that, these are global companies. They're not... U.S. companies. I'm actually amazed by that. I don't know why Facebook doesn't just go to Ireland, someplace that has, like, hate speech regulations, and just say, like, oh, this is where we are. We are in the U.K. We're now turning everybody in who, like, says mean things. That might be part of how I, that I, plays I just, out. I mean, I, like, I'm surprised that none of the big tech giants are doing that. Like, they don't have to stay in Silicon Valley. But I, I, I think they're going to have – I think they're going to stay there predominantly. They could they could just, like, be in Vietnam. Well, I mean, the, the engineers are going to – Yeah. But – Isn't Dublin, Ireland, like, for there. tax purposes, like – yeah. Yeah, they just already a uh, place that revenue they, they, income. Well, so generally it's revenue that's international. So the way that the Irish sandwich works, I think is what it's called, the Irish sandwich, uh, is that money that's paid for international things goes to an Ireland bank account, which is held in New York, and money that's paid for American things goes to an, uh, an American bank, and that's enough. Yeah. So one you don't have to declare, uh, and the other you don't you just don't repatriate the, the money. You keep it in the foreign country of New York. So. But yeah, I think I think that that's how that works. I don't think I think that it's just their foreign funds essentially, and they use it for international stuff. They never try to repatriate it. In, in the event that the tax code changed here in the United States, could that could hasten the process of companies moving? Or? I don't. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think they. You know, it's it's weird to me because I think if one company did it, then a lot of them would do it. But I I don't know where else you'd go. Like, where are they going to go? Estonia. They probably want to be in the U.S., but. I don't know. I mean, I, I could see them making a really weird move, and all of a sudden, like Singapore or something like that. Yeah, like Singapore. That's where the Facebook uh, Zuckerberg's co-founder went. He opened up a bar there, and they're 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 noted for their low tax rates, right, to attract business. Yes, and well, Singapore is even weirder. So the way that the Singapore government works is that they generally make rules that favor business. They don't give a fuck about the people so much, but they want it. They all of their like communistic rules favor like businesses coming and open like fair trade, which is interesting. So a lot of these, you know, a lot of countries will, you know, the businesses will go and uh, make their place in Singapore for that reason. It's, it's an interesting place. Uh, if you enjoy communism, a lot, I think a lot of the taxi drivers often are like spies and stuff. Here in the U.S.? No, in, in Singapore. Oh. At least that's the rumor in Singapore. It's, it's an interesting place. Like, there's, it's, it's very comfortable to be in. I'm sure it's not comfortable to break laws in. Never done that. It's comfortable to be in. They have fucked up rules. So I've heard of, I, I know of one guy who gave like millions of dollars in art to Singapore. Millions to the government. And the way that their, their residency works is you have to apply for permanent residency. So you apply for permanent residency, they grant it or they deny it. And then basically after you no longer have a job, let's say you retire, you're, up, you're past working, they just deny it. So he gave millions and millions of dollars to art because he loved just loved it. And then he applied for permanent residency as a retired guy. They just rejected it. They sent him home. <laughs> well, if, if you're not working, we don't want you? Yeah, we don't want you. <laughs> if you're so a foreigner and you're not working, we don't want you. Once, once, you've, once you've separated from that business, they, they have no... Thanks for the about. art. Yeah. Which it's fucking think, brutal, you, you dude. Th you think it'd be a bad policy, but maybe they think that those people staying in the country will have an effect on. Well, they're I mean they're uh, a young country. I think they've had two prime ministers, so they haven't really learned that there may be a really good long term play. It, it could in be keeping people like that. I mean, the, 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 the Singapore country, is you know? the Singapore is such a, a weird sort of case. They have an army. They have a standing army. Every single person is required. Every single every single man is required to go to train in the army in the military there. And the instructions that they're given are basically, well, the entire army exists to fight for water rights. If they're under attack, the instructions are, we mount a defense for 24 hours. 
because that's how far the next the closest American ship is. Was that like so? In other words, their whole military strategy is based off of holding until America we, gets we, we come in, <laughs> which actually oh. makes but that actually makes hours. a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it makes a ton it, of sense. I, mean, that, I, I think a lot of countries probably have policies that are, aren't too far removed from that. Yeah, you know. Well, I think I think Singapore is a particular particularly interesting case because like i think a lot of americans are there they've had they have a lot of like expatriates and stuff like that that are that are working in and in addition to that it's kind of like the america of i like the idea the, of the uh, offloading the senior citizen dead dead weight yeah you send it retirees. to america i like that we should do that here yeah <laughs> <laughs> the boomers you ship them off <laughs> send them to Singapore. shut the fuck up boomer. <laughs> We could send them to Hong Kong. They could join the protest. We could send them on like an American mission. Yeah. You might be proposing genocide. Andrew Yang should bring this. <laughs> yeah. I thought that push him over the top on the as a nominee. He so, did, the, did the math, and we got to send the boomers to Hong Kong. Yeah, we got to send them to Hong Kong. <laughs> Everyone else is going to be Hong Kong. much better off. How is no one calling it Hong Kong? Hong Kong. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. Right, it's the funniest name to call it. Like, I, I and they've the, adopted like, the the frog names. Like, <laughs> they in do. The they're doing Pepe shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know how. Like, I, I don't know how you could. Prov- I don't know how no one. Does that calls translate well? Kong. You got to figure out how maybe that translates poorly. Like Hong Kong in, in Mandarin or the like, Pepe? No, like uh, for the protest. Like which one? The, the Hong Kong? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Hong Kong. I don't think that that's a word in China. A phrase for like a horn. I'm sure they have a phrase yeah. for a horn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> so on, on the Facebook front, uh, so they're releasing Libra. China, incidentally, uh, has come out with some competitive analysis. They say that their new crypto, the go- going to be released by the government, I guess, is uh, is better than Libra because Libra can't do near field communication. Which I want to. How point. the fuck do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Neither of them are out yet. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. <laughs> And no one knows anything about either of them, right? Like, well, it's like, it's like, well, it's a fucking Libra. Like, you can't you can't send it using your phone. Yeah, is it quantum you resistant? Can, it's yeah. fucking Libra's not quantum <laughs> resistant. Not like the People's Bank of China's coin is. That's a, that's I, a, I find it hilarious. Or like they're already like throwing shade at each other, but they don't like not, none of it. Like NFC, like like it's a I, pissing match about nothing. I don't like the the term cryptocurrency being slapped onto. A stable coin. Oh, like, we're going to get to that. I mean, like, a, I, well, with Tether, I think it makes sense because it's literally on Bitcoin. And if um, but yeah, like, like at least some of them are on Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. But it, I, I still, so uh, I think it has to be volatile. To be a cryptocurrency. You think so? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's got to have a lot of uh, ups and downs to be a roller coaster. Yeah, That's not a roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, not at all. That's just like a train. It's like a, a Target gift card. <laughs> it might be right. It's like yeah, you know, you go to the, you know, you go to Key West and you get on that like uh, that train that that takes the tour. Uh huh. It's like calling that a roller coaster. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, right. It's not a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fucking train. It's not even a train. Or the fireworks that, that you buy here in Florida that are just, like, they have the tip, like, they look like they shoot up in the air, but just, they're just sparklers. Yeah. yeah. Those are bullshit <laughs> sparklers. They're not fireworks. No. That, that's they a good just ex- make noise. Yeah. They pop. That's and they, it. That's it. Yeah, some you got to go to the illegal warehouse to get the good stuff. Yeah. So my favorite story this week, though, is uh, is this guy. I mean, like, so it's been a while. I don't know when actually this was. This was uh, August 19th. Yeah, but, Ish. like, we, we didn't do it. It's been a while. Month. What happened? Well, okay, so I've, I've been wondering to myself, what kind of idiot buys... Mm-hmm. Well, I think we have an answer. So a couple, about a year ago, there was oh. a guy who stole a tank. Yeah. And he drove it through the uh, the city of Nottoway County, or, or I guess former Virginia National Guardsman. Uh, where did he drive it through? Not, he, he pled in that Nottoway County. Uh, Richmond. Blackstone. I remember I that. That's somewhere here. Yeah. Yeah. He was the Bcash guy that drove the tank. Yeah, so he was like he was uh, he was like an infosec guy in the military or something. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. 
so that makes sense. That's why, that, you know, my, my favorite part here, like I was looking at Twitter. Someone wrote, his purchase of Bitcoin cash is likely uh, what his defense used to get the inside. <laughs> That's a top comment. <laughs> it's not, but it should be. It should be. Yeah. Uh, it's just, he was laboring under the the, the, the jury psychiatrist. Took two says, seconds to deliberate. Yeah, they're like, oh. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they're, it says here there was an audible gasp from the jury when when his lawyer said he'd bought Bitcoin cash. So like, he was laboring under a mental illness that had him believing that things weren't based in reality, which I thought was a pretty good description of Roger Veer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, this is a good one too. He, so he goes. Four months after he does this, uh, Yabut, 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 Yabut is hot, violated the conditions of his bond by taking an unauthorized flight out of the country to research bomb making. <laughs> oh, like, where did he go? <laughs> Hi, uh, welcome to bomb making camp. <laughs> you kind of like, like Afghanistan or Over here, we're going to make a proximity mine. Yeah. And over here, we're going to strap some C4 to a door and just kind of watch it and uh, shoot it and just see what, you know, maybe sets it off. These are things that are readily available in the dark market, so you can buy them there. And yeah, where did, like, I, I want to know where he learned to drive a tank, because that seems like a skill they wouldn't teach you at, like, the D. I think he was a military guy. I think that's Wait, where was his job driving tanks? Maybe not, but... Like, if you got in a tank, would you be like, I know how to do that? Maybe it's like a, a tank. It's a little bit. It's just, just like I picture a car. just one stick that you push forward. They probably make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember the guy who sold the airplane a couple years ago and he like he learned everything on Microsoft oh, like, flight yeah, simulator. Flight simulator. Is there a tank simulator game? Because <laughs> there needs to be. The new models are just push button start. You just right, just like, start. <laughs> like, he probably was like, "This is easier than I thought it would be." <laughs> I, I also like the idea that he like knew you know he was he was pretty proficient at like steering it. Yeah, he, he went he went a long way before they stopped him. Well, how are you going to stop? It is a tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. You put a cruiser up in front of it. <laughs> Hit him in the back left corner. He'll spit out. <laughs> Pull up alongside. Shoot through the window. Yeah, that's a good point, Kevin. He's got about three hours worth of gas yeah, left. Right. Let's <laughs> just let him run. <laughs> he seems to be staying on the road. He's a very respectful yeah. tank driver. He's staying off the highways, <laughs> taking back roads. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in the mean, in the meanwhile, since the last show, Craig Wright was. Uh, it, it's not a criminal trial, so I guess he wasn't declared guilty. Nor was he declared Satoshi, like he seems to think. Uh, but he was declared a dick, I suppose. Yeah, was a big dick by the courts. Well, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't he accused of? Uh, or he was. Uh, he was charged. With it was not like charged perjury or falsifying documents and shit. I, that that'll be if they decide to go after him for that. I, I don't know that he can be charged for that easily as a non-American. But but he was ruled that he has to pay climate say. Yeah, I mean, like wh- what was that about? Like why? How did that come to be? And is that even like a real? Uh, oh, like, so there's that... there's a few things. I mean, <clears throat> What's so that? apparently he owes Climbin half of his Satoshi, gold, which is funny because he's not Satoshi. So. He doesn't owe Kleiman anything. So Kleiman's brother, Ira, I think believes that he has $4 billion coming to him, but he doesn't. <laughs> well, if he, has a one per, if, he, if he thinks he has a 1% chance of $4 billion It was worth the risk. It was worth the risk. Him. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's worth $4 million, right? That'd be the odds on that? More than $4 that. billion? 1%? Yeah. $4 million. I think it's 4 right? Or is it $40 million? Don't do math on Yeah. Yeah. It's Kevin, stop doing math on air. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot. So there's actually a great article that goes through like the Tulip Trust document and explains why it's a fake. Okay. Uh, it's worth reading. It's called the Tulip Trust. But this is not enough to make him go away at this it's point? A fake. Like, Nothing's enough to make that guy go away. The, That's what the, I love. The tweets from Calvin Air are him tripling and quadrupling down. Everyone uh, does. It's, it's I mean, amazing. 
he's clinging to the belief harder than ever. Wait, so this this article says that these these keys are undeniably fake. Uh, so his signature shows that the signature was not actually made until at least 2013. The, mm. the signature is like that verified the existence of this trust and that the key could not have belonged to David Kleiman. Uh, the keys referenced in the Tulip Trust have certain algorithms in a certain order that were incredibly unlikely to have present to present at the time they were created, uh, says Craig Wright. However, updating the PGP key to include different set of these algorithms would re-sign the key and update timestamps, which didn't happen. Uh, they were just backdated to 2008. The signature was supposedly created on January 17, 2008, using the mail address of Craig at in- integers.com, but the domain didn't exist until 2009. Oh, wow. Uh, the PDF had metadata showing that it was modified to change a text to indicate the message was sent in 2011 instead of 2014. And uh, the .msg, I don't know exactly what that so was. So any, any one of those on its own would be enough to prove that he's Yeah, I, I think so. Well, that, there, that there's at least, like, fuckery going on. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe you could explain away one. Uh, but Modern Consensus did an, a, a, an interview with Craig, and he says that he's going to give his money half. The, he's going to comply with the judge's order, which is funny. Well, it's just this guy's just lying. Like, well, I mean, what what's the what's the? Well, I was in so I was in England with him uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. Like, I sat in a green room with him, and we talked. And he's actually very nice. Okay. Like, he's tolerable to be around. He li- he really likes to drink too much wine, and he seems to really maintain that he is Satoshi. He like. When you're talking to him, that guy talks about when I when I create Bitcoin constantly, and he'll tell you about the decisions he made, and uh, it's dumb. But yeah, he's he's gonna give apparently half of this money to Climate, which he won't. He doesn't have it in my What's the, can you explain to me the when they're talking about a bonded courier, unknown bonded courier is gonna I've arrive never with the keys? Heard of that ever? Okay. So he's saying that there's a courier that like magically has some keys way out in the you know whatever ether. And that he's going to return in next year at some point, maybe if David actually did it right and give him his keys. Are you, are you, are you familiar with that happening? For- I've never heard of a bonded courier. I look, well, so I looked up bonded courier. Yeah, I did too. And, I did like and, a Google search. Well, there, there's a bonded courier service, but it, yeah. it doesn't do what like he says it's going to do. Uh. So let me do it right now. Bonded courier. Uh, bonded couriers. So my phone doesn't ding. The idea is that it's someone is going to deliver something at a point in time. Yeah, I, it's, and they're I think like. It's, they're 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 by law. And if he doesn't do show it. up, billions of dollars are at stake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he shows up. That's the, that's the humor. Like, it's so it fun, like, obviously it stupid. Like, it sounds like like some like King Arthur bullshit. Like this guy's on a he has to return by the yeah. state and bring. You know what I mean? Like it's like a yeah. It's like so a weird. A bonded courier is a courier that is bonded. So basically, who like, right? is like, insured essentially, okay. not one that like returns six years later to give you back your fucking keys. Can I become a bonded courier? Uh, I'm sure. I want to have something sent to me like in nine think, years. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> be there on this date. If someone's going to show up with a or box, you, or you're going to fucking pay for it. Um, like that's what. Like, if you really believed in a lot of this shit, like uh, the freezing of your head and stuff, that's what people should do. What? Like, there should be a service oh. that will hold your stuff for you and while you're, you in a hundred years. Yes, when, you're when your body is is raised and then yeah. exit scan. That that should be the business. <laughs> uh. They should they should do it for uh, for like after death. Like religious people. Yes, that would be. Yeah, be, when you when you get raised <laughs> from the dead, you can come back and get your pants. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the way you become a bonded courier is you become a courier and then you get bonded. I don't think that it's a, no, I don't think a bonded courier is a courier that grabs your thing and returns two years later with it. I don't think I couldn't find that. I, I was looking for that service. I think he made that up. 
Also, here's the other thing. I think Craig Wright's moved around a lot. How will the bonded courier know where to find? Well, that's that's a question I, no one's asked. That's a good question. I but, agree. But that's it's probably. The, I would assume it's a predetermined location, like in Sydney or something. It could be. He that, does, but he, I think he's going to get arrested if he goes there. Yeah, it, it's the quest of the courier. The like, I'm sorry, I can only give this to Craig Wright. Well, and as, and as he said in the trial, he's like, and that's only if, only if Kleiman did it right. <laughs> She's not sure of because yeah. because he doesn't know where Bonnaker is because he made yeah. up the whole story. It's it's hilarious. So is this guy? Can we stop talking about him? Or will, like is is his just outlandish claims? I think enough you have to, to. I think you have to accept him as your Satoshi for now. He is all of our Satoshi. The best we got. Well, we had a night. We had a guy try this month to take but over the spot, but he he, had a, he ran a very bad campaign. <laughs> yeah. So he announced for mo- like a month or two months or six months that he that Satoshi said he was going to reveal himself, and he did. And it was a guy named Bilal Kapupu. Bilal Nakapupu. Nakapupu. Bilal Kadaj. Yeah. I don't know, but it was it was definitely not Satoshi. He released a three part uh, thing, and it was it was bullshit. And I really was hoping that we could unseat Craig with. Mm. I was hoping. Well, it's time. I like the Russian guy in jail. He's... I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I would out, like it, but he's not he running. Can, he can, he's not running for the position. He gets out. He'll... He could run. He could run for the position. I think that that's absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. He's electable. He's completely electable. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little sick of Craig Red. I don't think Craig has made yeah. all the best decisions. Yeah. Um, I do think it's funny. Like a few weeks ago, I saw someone had Craig Wright on their like TV station, and he claims that he's Satoshi, and the guy got, he kind of scoffs like. <laughs> You're Satoshi? And I said, like, why did you have him on your show if you didn't believe he was Satoshi? Like, what other platform does Craig have? Well, like, he goes, you, you he bring goes on him a lot on? of shows. Yeah, yeah but you bring him on, you're, like, scoffing. You're, like, you're surprised that he claims he's Satoshi? Really? Like, that, but that's that's his claim. That's, like, the only thing that he's known for. Otherwise, he's done good, nothing. Good, great point, yeah. You mentioned the platform, and you saw him at the FT Alpha yeah. event. Yeah, yeah, What's up with people they hate on organizations that give a platform to people? Dude. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Like... Oh, like, how could you give him a plot? How could you even have him of this What thing? I'm amazed because about is gives... we went from being a society where everybody can talk about anything. You can have, like, a Nazi come to your, like, university and speak on stage to a society where, like, people in India are mad at, like, people in the U.K. for giving someone a plot. Like, this, plat- this no platforming thing is spread to the globe. Yeah. And no platformers, you are idiots. Idiots. It's so stupid. Like, Craig is the least of our worries. He's, he's an obvious charlatan, no question. And, uh... And and meanwhile, there are people like these plus tokens that are that are like being given platforms, and nobody seems to give a fuck. Like no one goes after the real hard scammers; they go after the guys that everyone's already discredited. Not the people that are actually, and, and getting, actually, yeah. actually so who's actually, Craig Wright scamming really, other than Calvin Air? Who, who's Craig Wright scamming at this point? He's not. I mean, there's a lot of people who believe him. I think that like the people that are jumping out of the BSV bandwagon the, the BSV are, are probably people. like. There's you still, know they're they're following him. People that are yeah, but new is to he pro- is he profiting off that in any way? Like uh, you know, there's no real money being made. Not like the plus token scam where that money goes right to the scammers. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's not defending the guy. Oh, I'm, I I don't understand yeah. the, the the well. I mean, there's there's people though. Like he's I think I think Veer's whole fork was probably the result of his. I think that's I mean I think it's a case. A lot of people I think thought that right was and they followed him down the primrose path to. Speak. Yeah, and and they they did it because they thought. That they were close to Satoshi. And that's, by the way, that is the libertarian curse. They all want to be in power, so they all try to get close to what they think is powerful. Mm-hmm. And then they, they're, like, surprised when they fail. Because they always fail. They always suck at it. And, and they'll deny that they do it. But they do it every time. Every fucking time. Who do you have, like, Matonis? Veer? Burn. Burn. Burn, did he? Well, I, oh, I don't, I, I don't mean, like, I mean libertarians that seek power oh, and fail. Oh, yeah, well, you know, Burn didn't well, seek power well, and fail. Burn was... Head of the most weird uh, public company in America. Yeah. Until recently. 
Yes. Well, that's, that's the, <laughs> he actually stepped down. Did you hear about this? I, I read the uh, there's a, the Forbes, Forbes is uh, or is it Forbes? Someone's going out the article. Yeah. But uh, he uh, he apparently is uh, he he resigned from Overstock because he apparently was, he's very close to the Russia scandal. Which yeah. Is hilarious. He said he had a, a uh, an affair with a um, a Russian spy. That was brought in around 2016 to infiltrate conservative movements. Yes, and he was in, he was uh, acting as an informant for the FBI, who told him to start up a relationship with her. To, they encouraged him to start the relationship with her because they wanted to get information on. Her. Because of that, he needs to reside from Overstock.com. Which I read that and I was like, that's a that's a great reason to step down from a company that's failing you, really you, hard like he, he walked for in. all the blockchain shit you've been right. doing for the last couple of years. The, st- the stock rallied like 17%. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because everyone knows they're going to sell their gold holdings, probably. They have that, like those fucking like libertarian gold holdings that they've been doing. Well, they also probably have some significant Bitcoin holdings, too. Yeah. Unless he's blown through that. Like, hookers. Or T-Zero and all these other plots. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I, I think it's funny that T-Zero is still a thing. Is it? Yeah, I mean they're launching it kind of Damn. maybe. They, they keep two, saying they, they have will. Two tokens on their platform. Is that, do they, they do have two and tokens. Both, one of them both, is T zero. They're one of them is T zero. No one's overstock. <laughs> really? Yes. They say they're going to get oh, a couple man. more this year, but they're like working with like Saudis. I mean, like it's 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 a completely unused. Well, think, libertarians came here to revolutionize the world, and then they recreated you know pink sheets. Yeah. I think it's going to take a back burner with the latest development, Patrick. Oh yeah. I well, he's well, he's the one that's leading. Yeah. The, with him gone. Maybe yeah. they'll get back to selling libertarian bedsheets. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what they are. They're they're a fucking marketplace. Honestly, it's it's weird to me that Amazon has grown in this world, huge and huger and huger, and Overstock is focused on like making sure that they like you know maintain gold holdings in case the United States dollar collapse. Like they, the people want someone that can compete with Amazon, and Overstock is in kind of a perfect position to do it. They have a marketplace. They have a following. They have trust. Why not fucking go do that? Go compete with Amazon. There's people that would rather spend. They would rather have the uh, buy things from an Amazon competitor because Amazon. Right. No one is... wants Amazon. Everyone wants Amazon to go away because it's shit. You were mentioning libertarians that fell for the. You're you just fell for the entire Bcash. I mean, that like got sucked into that thing. But they, yeah, they they had an alternate John... view of reality. They would never they would never get convicted in a court of law if they drove a tank through a city. That's your typical Bcash. IMO. Um, speaking of scams, I have some really great scams here that I think we should go through. Okay. Okay. So number one, the plus token scam. This one was apparently exactly like BitConnect. Okay. BitConnect! Uh, Where they hold your money, they give you like... They promise returns. you like 13 or 10 to 30% return. Okay. Per month or per year? <laughs> per day. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's not a high yield. Ten, only, 10 to 30, only 10 to 30% Madoff was offering me 15 Guaranteed. It's got to be a month. It's got. It's always it's like one percent. It's always one yeah. percent a day. So yeah, that's true. It's got to yeah. be thirty yeah. percent a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not high yield. What so are you do with it? they got a huge amount of money. Apparently, over one percent of the Bitcoin supply. I thought it was two percent. Uh, I heard some crazy numbers. Right? Like, over. So over, it could be two yeah. percent. And how, how? Where? Like three hundred bucks a time at a time, or yeah, bro, like, <laughs> like, but, but I didn't hear that. I didn't hear about this until it until was, after the fact, right? Like, Same. I, it's like that. It's like that uh, MMM thing where it turns out they're scamming tons of people not here. Like you, you want to know what's funny about MMM? It's been going on since like the nineties well, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. It's in Geithner's book. If you read Geithner's book about like managing the financial crisis, you can never he kill mentions that, right? MMM. Wow. 
And it's huge. Because I remember, I remember hearing about that in 2015, and it was already, it was like kind of like this at the time. It was already huge, and probably like one of the major use cases of Bitcoin. It, dude, that guy, that guy has. I can't wait for the movie about his life to come out, like the real one. I through that, I read his story. He's such it a is, fucking it is super wild. Villain. It is super villain. I'm though. going to become the president of Russia. And and you know, someone like that that gets put away and comes out and starts, some, you know, after like doing time for a scam to come out and reinvent and yeah, and like, does exactly the same scam. The balls on, I mean, shit. Uh, exactly. He's just like, this is a scam. Don't buy it uh, unless you want to get rich. <laughs> 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 um, but so they did this, and it was apparently all promoted on like WeChat. They had uh, people from Canada put money in. So do you think it was like a year low time from like announcement to raising funds and market that they did all this? Dude, or did I we don't just know, not but it's, it's amazing. I just It, it doesn't seem to have really touched America. Maybe Americans too smart. Well, if they're Chinese and you said Canada, it might be like Chinese. Okay, so they uh, said they have moved over. Yeah, and that's my guess. They have a lot of money. They have and, people from yeah. Southeast Asia, Russia, Ukraine, Germany, and as far as Canada, which I think is literally just the opposite side of the world, too, apparently everywhere. The beauty of it, and this is what I think is hilarious, is they, they're doing a bunch of analysis. They're trying to figure out where these coins went, and they think that they came. They, they think that they sold a bunch on Kraken, Kraken, Kraken Bitstamp. Uh, Mercado Bitcoin, which is how you say Bitcoin in Portuguese. Bitcoin, <laughs> Huobi, and Bitrix. Bitcoin. You like that? I like that. That's so a, a nice multi-channel liquidation strategy there. Well, right? but they, they, but none of no one can agree. So uh, apparently, Peck Shield, which I, I didn't know what that was, but Peck Shield found this, and then uh, they're disagreed with by other blockchain analysis companies. Uh, but the beauty of it is they they raided the guy they thought was in charge, and they found no evidence of any trading or tokens. <laughs> so they got the dum-dum. They oh, wow. got the fall guy. They got him, and he's the fall guy, and he fell. And some guy out there has, like, 1% of the Bitcoin supply and has absconded. And I fucking love it. The, the scale that some of these scams hit... Like I would think that they'd be better at recognizing them before they, you know, I mean the popularity, especially spread by word of mouth, how yeah. how they're not able to nip these in the bud a little bit faster. But I think it's obvious who the actual like holder of these coins are. They have so they have a bunch of EOS, they have a bunch of Ethereum, and they have uh, a bunch of Bitcoin. It's clearly Kim Jong Un. So uh, here's the thing: I think that Americans have figured this out. So we've had like Daniel Larimer going to China, uh, Cardano's head, oh. Elk Hoskinson. Hot. Going Hodgkin's, to Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's disease, Hodgkin's, Hodgkin's disease. disease, going to China for Cardano, and a bunch. Of, so Americans go to China to scam the Chinese, and like, really, I don't think you really get prosecuted for that here. That's that that that's a great business. That's a great thing. That's that great. We should encourage. So, so I I think that if Chinese. You, if, you, if you're people, an American, you should be encouraged to go scam the Chinese. Right. And in, and I think like I think good, in early Bitcoin, like the like good. in Fuck Bitcoin that. talk, like people were like getting scammed by a lot of these Ponzi's. I think that the Chinese adoption curve right now. They're on the scam our own people thing. They're practicing. Mm. And once they get past this, they're going to start scamming Americans. So it's, in countries where the, they ban gambling, like in South Korea and on part, different parts of the world, scammed. I mean, the, the idea of something like that is like they're just... Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Like, I, yeah. this, is the, the most, this is the only fun I've ever had in my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is that time I bought a condom. I mean, you're releasing like wolves into Still a pack in of sheep. It's true. Oh, it's, it's absolutely true. They have no natural predators, and then these guys show yeah, up. Yeah, they show up. And like, Come on. 
<laughs> it's like they've never seen a, a Ponzi before. It's dangerous, you know, because some of these guys are good. You know, yeah. The strategies are time-tested. You know that Ponzi uh, wasn't the front of Ponzi? I'm sure. I'm sure it happened. They used to be... They, so before Ponzi, yeah. they were called, I think, uh, Peter to Paul scheme. Rob like Peter Rob, Rob Peter to pay yeah. Paul. I think they were called yeah. Peter to Paul schemes. That is and, accurate. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they, they were renamed Ponzi after they, you know, uh, unwound his whole scam. Hmm. At which point they put him in jail. And then when he got out of jail, he moved to Florida and did another... Uh, so there's another there's another great fraud here that I, <laughs> some <laughs> some ATM guys put out of order signs on to Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah, and I think I think they printed a QR code on, and it says this this ATM is out of order. In order to get it to work, what you need to do is you need to like use our QR code when you scan in your money. <laughs> I thought it was you had to send it to this address to get your Bitcoin. So basically, whatever Bitcoin yeah, you it, bought, but, but, like the final step was to send it to that yes, address. They, they, that, but they, they did it by putting yeah. like a little like QR code yeah. on every one of the signs that you had to use. Uh, but nobody, nobody was scammed by it. No. So that's a bad one. So we got to rethink because yeah. that was going to be what we were going to do down here. And that apparently doesn't work. Through that, they showed uh, in China where they use QR codes a lot. Like people would replace the stickers on bikes for oh, payments genius. and stuff, and, and they were high quality, glossy green and blue stickers. No, I mean that's that's so much easier than like yeah. like replacing these machines with like reading things. Yeah. That's so much less sophisticated. Like put a sticker on top of another sticker. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that 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 scam needs a little bit of tweaking. But a lot of the people showing up to use a Bitcoin ATM are that newbie that. Something like that could work, you know. And you know, uh, I'm surprised if you don't put it on ten machines that you don't get one person. Yeah, because they're just following the steps blindly, and if they see an official document, I mean, it looked like they did it on uh, MS Paint or you know one of those yeah. like old school. Wasn't, yeah, yeah, like on. A, Maybe it didn't work because their QR code was like not legit. They should have put the company logo. Should have put the logo on letterhead. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they they, they could have done a lot they better. Could've, it could have been much better. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Vanbex has sold their IP technology. Amid this criminal probe, so uh, Lisa Chang and her boyfriend—something I don't know what what they are. Her lover. They, her is that? Are they? I hit on Lisa once. You did. I did. And Sean was with me. I was there. I. Yeah. I. I uh... It's a sad moment in my life. The light. The light was low. I thought she was cute in the low light. And uh, and and Sean went up to her. He goes, "I'll help you. I'll help you hit on her." Because you know, I have an Asian thing. Yeah. So. He walked up to her and he goes, uh, you ever heard of Junseth? And she goes, no. And he goes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> so I hit on her through Sean. <laughs> and then she was she was right next to the governor's daughter. Yes. Yes. Rick Scott's Rick daughter. Rick Scott's daughter. They were hanging out. Okay. So yeah. he's good. For, uh, she might be good friends. I don't know. They, they know each other. Yeah. But they sold their IP to a firm uh, called Hyperion. And my, my first question is, what, what IP do they fucking have? They've... Uh, they have ether party technology, which was designed by a thirteen-year-old. Right, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the greatest moment in Bitcoin for me. Was we were sitting when, in the uh, Skype group, and Lisa came in and said, "Hey, um, I, I'm starting a new business. It's called Ether Party." And we're like, "Yeah, Lisa, this is going to be retarded." And she like, "This is my business partner, Jack." And we were sitting there talking to him, and I don't remember at what point it was. We're like, "How old are you? You, you seem like a an idiot or a child." He's like, "I'm 13. And she, I don't think she had any idea. Like that was the first time she heard his age. So now uh, Ether Party is a scam. <laughs> so I don't know where Jack is. Probably not in jail. That's what you want to do. You want to get a 13 year old to write your code you know, and thought, sell your drugs. I thought I thought Lisa would have enough, uh, you know, scam knowledge to be able to get away with that. I did not. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she's been here for maybe not that. So, uh, like, like okay. So there, there's a, there's a general crackdown on a lot of these ICOs. Like that's that seems like the, yeah. So, so they said but, Hobbs, but, but you have like the people that are uh, that have been here for well. Like I don't Reg, know. Reg, Reggie got. It. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Reggie got it. Uh, oh, I forgot about that one. Well, like for example, people are coming after like the big, uh, like the Vitalik and Larimer, and they're not going after the biggest scammers. Those, it's amazing. Like those they're guys. like immune. Yeah. They're fucking immune. Like, like Ripple, like all, all the guys that founded those projects were early. And it, it's funny because they they're very public. You know, they yeah. Brad Garlinghouse is on Twitter. Yeah. It basically, seems like he's defending Ripple concept to you know all his posts that I see at well, least some ones where so like the SEC they 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 go after the smaller ones and they start building yeah things, which so, which very well. So I'm not I'm not sure. I don't but, know that that kind of does. But apparently, Van Bex in a blog post says that they're moving these assets to Hyperion. And I, I think, I mean, I, it's it's worded weirdly. The new CEO of Hyperion, and I guess they have a new CEO, is uh, Lisa Chang. <laughs> and uh, her partner, Hobbs, is staying back at Van Beck's so, uh, to fight for its reputation. Okay. Which I think is a reputation worth keeping as a pump and dump emporium. Uh, Van Beck's founders misappropriated $22 million raised in 2017. They, uh, <laughs> they withdrew... Five point five million using an over-the-counter desk known as Cumberland uh, on December seventh, and they bought a house with that money or a condo. Yeah, it said that they uh, they 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 spent that money. They sure did. Had some fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> for the same amount. They like they sold uh, part of the money that was allocated in the ICO, and then uh, they got their money and they bought a. That seems pretty clear cut. That's what I mean. It's it's amazing to me how dumb. Well, that's what that's what like Jason like. Don't if you like don't don't go out and buy some with that money. If you just got all, it's gonna money, be hard to like be a court. Like how like just, you just, can't be a sympathetic just character. Hold it and just chill for a bit. Like why, how the fuck do you not well, have? How are you gonna be a sympathetic character in front of like your peers in a court of law when you're like okay so like yeah she did this. I know it sounds a little shady. But like she sat on the money for a long time, didn't do anything with it, didn't didn't live lavishly. You can do that. So versus she lives in a four point one million dollar apartment now. Uh, all of you, you what you look like, you all make about oh ten thousand a year. So like uh, yeah, that's she's a sympathetic character. Look at her. <laughs> like good luck. I, I feel like you could do nothing wrong and still like get convicted on that. Just being a dick. But yeah, that's that to me is insane. Uh, Tether is releasing a new. Crypto backed in yet yet when when yuan yuan well they're 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 going through all the currencies I want to yeah I guess <laughs> I like, guess and commodities too they're gonna have a one they, too. I guess so I mean like who's gonna who's oil gonna back backed and oil backed yeah one? oil backed who's gonna who's gonna like verify this shit where are they keeping it remember whole gold coin like they, they kept their gold in the ground yeah. <laughs> backed in gold in the ground <laughs> reserves <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you you weren't here at that time were you no oh the site was the funniest thing in the world but that's what gold companies are in generally like you know they're uh well they all have reserves underground and they, so, they count those so master coin is essentially the tether protocol at this point and and hope gold coin was a master coin project like they were partnered heavily with them and they were promoting them and they were going to be putting on a big concert sort of like the AIDS one in the 90s? Was it the Don't Get AIDS conference? With Bono, was it with Bono? Yeah, I think so. Bono <laughs> and like Queen. I feel like Bono would have been... Whatever it was. Live Aid. Live. Oh, it didn't have anything to do with AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get AIDS! Yeah, whatever. Um, live Aid. What was Live Aid for? 
I think it was for African children starving. Yep. I think Guns N' Roses was right. I think everybody. I think Elton yeah. John was part of it. Oh, wow. I think it was a completely misappropriated, uh, yeah. like, bunch of money. I think that, like, it, it was bad there, but, like, it was just one of those things where the whole world came together on one of those, you know, Amazon forest fire conspiracies. Yeah, because uh, child starving in Africa is less and less of a problem. That was back in the day like, when telethons and, were, like, popular. And when that was going to get solved was not through, like, a fucking concert with, like, donations. Yeah. It was, like, you know... Helping out in other ways. Trump had it right. Africa's kind of a sh- Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like... The, the rainforest conspiracy? Oh, dude, the, the rainforest whole, stuff is so is funny. That? Well, like, what was the case? I mean, they were, they were like, they were like, oh, they're intentionally burning it, and it's, like, harming the forest and all well, these people. Well, I, I, and... I just think that, like, apparently these, apparently these rainforest fires happen every year. They might even be, like, a little necessary. Like, burn some foliage. You and, need that sometimes. Yeah, right? I, I don't know. But, yeah, they happen every year, and this year, for some reason... I guess there just must be more, like, reporters in Sao Paulo, right? And uh, they, they decided to make it a global news story about how the rainforest is on fire and the world's lungs are being so. And they're clearing it for cattle. And they're clearing it for, for cattle. Grazing, meat yeah. eaters. I, when I was a kid, I remember, like, I, I honestly think that, like, environmentalists at this point are death cult, in a death cult. They, ever since I've been a kid, I've been told that uh, the environment or something or other is about to bring the end of humanity in eight years. 10 years, 11 years, and now, like, it's 12 years away before we, like, all die in, like, yeah. a fever heat, yeah. fever. It's, like, the sense of, like, it's coming to an end. We have to well, just, it's it. always, like, some fucking, like, claim that we're going to die in 12 years. Always. And, it, you know, when I was a kid, it scared me, but now now that I'm older, I'm just kind of like, oh, you guys, I, I get it. You're a death cult. You just declare that every few years you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get off on that. Like, it's, it's just weird. Like, it, it's not to say that, like environmentalism isn't important. I think we should be stewards of the environment as a Christian man. I think that, mm. uh, but I don't, I don't subscribe to this death cult mentality of like every, everything is about to go to shit. I think the earth repairs itself pretty well. I mean, the worst case scenario would make it worse for us, but the earth will figure it out. And I look at like global warming as like a benefit. I can't wait to live in Siberia, the beautiful, warm Amazonian deserts of Siberia. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, that's a, uh, that, that really got like, Everyone was, I know really riled up. Yeah, people the were really getting, stuff. getting really. Uh, well, there was like some video and showing some lady screaming about her 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 home is being destroyed, and they got all you know. Oh, D- didn't they say that like California's forest fires were the worst, be- like just awful because of suppression? I thought that was a big part of it. Well, well they weren't allowed to burn. Yeah, out they just don't let them burn ever. Yeah. So like, it's just like well, that's it why causes... yeah, you got you got to let the bad the ones that are very burnable. You got to let control, the baddies in. You got to you got to burn them, control burn them. That way, if there is like an uncontrolled fire, it doesn't spread. I was sure. telling him uh, up in northern Florida, I did some control burning that had a thousand acres for deer hunting. Control burning. Yeah, li- lighting Pyro. huge fields on fire with the lighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just look for the most you know debris you can find in light of them. That's amazing. But, you know, it happens with lightning all the time. So yeah. it's... Uh, well, I mean, the, the, the ground repairs, like that that foliage is back. Like four weeks later, it starts growing. It's fast. Yeah. I just wondered in a rainforest how, like, maybe there's not as, like, like fires the same way that we have here in the United States at all. Just I, damp and, and wet. Well, I don't know. It's probably different. Well, apparently all the you, fires, I was reading about this, they're all beneath the canopy, so we don't even see a lot of them. And are they started by lightning or are they started by arsonists? I'm sure they, it's by lightning. Yeah. Sure that's it. You guys need Either that or maybe some like very advanced monkey. <laughs> They're getting smart. They've like developed phosphorus matches. Have you, have you eaten at the Rainforest Cafe? I have eaten at the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, I used to buy my beanie. Sawgrass Mills. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I haven't been there. I used to buy my beanie babies. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the skylights off with the chip heads. Like, I, I like that. I used to buy beanie babies there. 
Back in the 90s. Yeah. They sold them in their little shop. Ah. It was one of the places. I remember lining up at the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which beanie. Um, but yeah, the... I, I think it's I think it's really difficult for me to like accept any of these claims at this point. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. I'm just going to do me. Well, bruh. here here's my question: If <laughs> like isn't the isn't the solution that everybody can agree on with regard to environmentalism that the way to solve it or the way to you know be apathetic about it and still like basically meet everyone's concerns is just to build nuclear energy? Isn't that it? Like if that's the case, then what's the point of debating it? Like isn't that just the solution? Yeah. It, you'd think it would be the solution, but the problem might be is that politics is so localized that no one wants no one wants the you have to you have to build the nuclear energy plant somewhere. So you have to build it in some county. Just put it in the rainforest. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do. No one lives there. They say that nuclear energy like risks are extremely low for like the best. As long as a lot of the shit. As long as it's not built. Oh yeah. Or, Jap- yeah. or, ja- or Japanese. <laughs> or Japanese. Or Japanese. Or Japanese. Yeah. 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 Not to be racist. Don't but, like, have you heard the scenarios of a major earthquake or something? You know, mess one up. I mean, it, it, it seems weird to me that there's thousands of acres that are unusable for hundreds of thousands of years because radioactive, and we've only had this t- a short period of time in the big scheme. Yeah. Yeah. But I, like, if if you built a giant solar array the size of Texas, that land would be unusable too. I yeah, but it wouldn't. You know, you send all the plastic to China. <laughs> so. Uh, a uh, couple, couple like other stories, final stories. Uh, oh, we're actually, close. What did you got? I, w- I wanted to bring up that malware thing yeah, because that's yeah. kind of interesting. So there's some new mal- malware that uh, basically, um, when you're doing like botnet malware shit, you have like servers that they need to talk to to like direct like how to do stuff. And there's always like it's a cat and mouse game to take those servers down. So what they found is this new version of malware called Gloopteba. Gloop Gloopteba. Was in uh, it was encrypting encoding the server data in Bitcoin transactions using Operturn. So uh, you literally had like the malware scanning Electrum uh, open like public servers, finding uh, those looking for those addresses and re- in reading that data to find which servers to, to communicate with, and then they were easily updatable because they knew which addresses to look at. And they would just look at, like, I guess the most updated transaction. I feel very vindicated which is, which is, in this because this was literally what the proposal you, that we made years ago for yes. what the use of Opraturn well, was. It, it was like use of Opraturn <laughs> and, you, and what, what, what data do you actually need that's immutable that you want to stick into a blockchain? What, what actually makes a lot of sense? It's, oh, it's like, it's Bot, like botnet, botnet instructions. Yeah. yeah, botnet commands and stuff. <laughs> we, that, was, that, was, uh, that was literally the prediction we made a couple of years ago, which I'm kind of proud of. Yeah. Can you explain to me what the... What the angle is like the actual benefit? Like uh, you have well, they're persistent and they're and they're highly available. Yeah. So, so like you can signal a botnet from anywhere using Opraturn as long as that like botnet is watching the blockchain. You can send instructions. So it always knows and, where and to look to find the data. Is this the first use case of that concept that you guys have seen? I think. So. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I don't think wow. I've seen uh, malware reading Bitcoin for that. Is that thing. an epiphany for other people? Like, hey, wait a minute. Like, I, I think can, just, I can do like, that. Jump Seth was right. I mean, is this like? Do you expect to see a lot more of this? I'll I mean, put it this way, Kevin. Like, you could use Opraturn for all sorts of this sort of thing, such as, for example, controlling a drone. You just coordinates. Yeah. Like, why not? No one knows where it came from. It's just an Opraturn. It reads the Opraturn. It goes to where you tell it to. Explodes. So, wouldn't there be a transaction attached to? It? Yeah. Like, yeah, you pay a penny for it. Yeah, it'd be, but it's just reading Opraturn. So, like, it's it's uh, it's it's an amazing use of Opraturn. I'm really excited about it. Uh, and I think it's very There's scary. No, is there a commercial use that, that would utilize this, too? About? Yeah. What? Ransomware. <laughs> is that what it does, too? Is that how? No, it's, oh. it's, it's just sending signals. So, like, you could, yeah. for example, do, like, you could have, you could have like, uh, I don't know, 
something sitting on a computer that's just watching the blockchain or something like that. And then and then send instructions for it all to like go at once or something. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly how this is using it, but it's it's basically just looking at the blockchain and taking. It yeah, is that the, the does, it, does it tell it where the servers that it needs to start looking at are? Is that what it's doing? It tells it where it needs wow. to go. Yeah. yeah. So like if, because, because because otherwise like you you send out you send you, you send out malware and programs that need to be able to on their own figure out what what to do next or where to go or like what the instructions are. Yeah. But that means that they have to actually like make it well. That something is very, you know, white hat FBI. You know, they're, they're taking that down. So it's 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 a uh, you you want a pointer as to where to go that isn't going anywhere and it's not going anywhere if it's in Bitcoin because wow. it's a public ledger. So and I think this is pretty. And I mean, it's not obvious what it is like the command, right? Like, well, right. Well, because also the fact, they also right? have, they also Unless they're analyzing the they, code. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing, right? It, so in other words, it's it's 80 bytes of data that I think they they said this is even being encrypted with AES. Yeah, they could so liter- like, they could literally do they could literally put stuff that's completely unreadable in the op return, giving instructions to these yeah like, these malwares. You, you look at that you look at that transaction. You just see another op return. Like, no one knows. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Predicted. You, you know what I wanted to ask you guys about too is the the ransomware epidemic. I guess that we're seeing with with high yeah. do, with high dollar amounts, half a million dollar plus. I fucking love is it. like the new standard. Who who is the insurance company that included that in their policy that's covering these? I don't know. And, and I don't when know. When are they going like, to go bankrupt? When are they going to just say you got to fucking upgrade to Windows or we're not doing anything else for you? Yeah. All that, that's literally because the if you don't protect Stop. your home for from basic damage, like you're liable for that. Like your insurance company will not cover you, right? Like, well, it's it's worse for cities because like what a city's going to do? I don't think it's insurance companies. I think cities are collecting taxes. They have to like collect taxes. Uh-huh. I don't think it's insurance that's covering this. I think they just There's lose that money. It's covered by no. It's covered by the city's insurance. Really? The, yeah. Well, it's probably what, like, whatever uh, policy they have covers ransomware. Like who? Who? I, I can't. Info, I guess their infosec policy or whatever. Like oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. They, like, yeah. I imagine they have a policy on if, we, if our servers get hacked. We yeah, need, they probably we have need a hacked, budget money to security. And no one, no one calculated but, the cost. Of it's like, probably getting so expensive because of this. They're like, oh, hold they're on, this drop next year. Your premiums are going to quadruple. Right? Every every city is going to do it. It's going to be like, okay, guys, uh, you know, now per computer. It's four hundred dollars, <laughs> but I don't understand. Which like, there's some real because, simple things because, we can back up data because Windows Windows is probably cheaper until they decide that maybe, maybe it's more cost effective to. Well, what they'll do is is like like do you, what version of Windows you have on every computer, and it'll be like putting Hurricane Windows on your home for wind insurance, mm-hmm. like upgrading to like Apple or Mac or something like that, or like a newer version. Or, of I just don't think there's budgets for any of that yeah. at, at any of these cities. So they operation. they're going to pay the super high insurance or not insured? Yeah. It, it, it's got to be astronomical. I mean, like, think about it. Like, what do you do when, you know, people are applying for licenses, for example, and all of a sudden your data's hacked, you don't have a backup in the last day, so everyone who, like, applied gets a letter two weeks later saying that they never applied for the license, like, that they're, you know, they're fucked. Yeah, that can't happen. It will happen. I know, but, like, that's, that <laughs> derails the whole community, for, you know? Like, yeah. businesses, oh, yeah. daily life is... kind of hard fucking... Yeah, so I mean the, the cost associated with that Baltimore hack was like seventy eight million dollars because they did, chose not to pay the. Th- and that's a city that. Yeah, but yeah, the idea, a world of increasing ransomware. You see it play out, and you're like, oh shit. Well, you're seeing the amounts are six figures now. Yeah, for these, I mean, and you're yeah, gonna crazy. see, you're gonna see whether it's. I mean, it's it's definitely been happening at the company level, but the, you know they're private. So God only knows what's going on there. Well, they don't but tell the you. cities, I mean, the cities, cities have, have less report, ability, yeah. you know, less technical. But all I'm, I'm seeing the reports they're saying, do not pay because you encourage it, this and that. But every city that I see that doesn't pay is Fuck. it becomes way worse. Yeah. It's, it's a dumb policy. Yeah. It, it's really funny to me that like like don't pay. 
Okay, then what? I think it's like the default like American attitude, like do not negotiate with terrorists and, and stuff like that. They're but not it, it doesn't work. They're I know. encrypting yeah. your unsecured data for you. That's all they're yeah. doing. You had a, a, a very you had a problem. Yeah. They're like, well, we could hack your computer, or we could just encrypt it so that you and then tell you for a fee, we'll help you upgrade it. And in a sense, you're lucky that we're not malicious actors. We're yeah. not actually after we your data. Want, we just yeah. want money. Because we are holding You're your lucky data. It's secure. us and not someone else that yeah. wants to take your business down. Yeah. We're holding your data in escrow. Just like let us <laughs> <laughs> just give us the money, we'll help you upgrade. I mean, dude, calling calling the call centers, we should do that sometime. We gotta find the phone number to one of these call centers and like call it and just see how nice they are. Because apparently they're super helpful and super nice. Oh, the ransomware? Yeah, like an old lady will call like, Hi, my computer's been ransomware and I have all my ch- my pictures of my grandchildren on it. Like Oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Dude, we're going to help you out right now. My theory is all these computer repair techs, that's all the business that, that, that they're doing right now. They're going in and like just sticking in ransomware? Well, no. The people are coming to them with ransomware. Oh, and yeah, they're guaranteed. charging them you know, $400 to repair a $200 laptop. Well, in my office, I, I, like, I had a computer company come in. And they said to me, they're like, oh, what are you going to do when like one of these com- you know, these computers gets a virus? And I, I look at the guy. I go, we have Max. And he, he gets this deflated look on his face. Yeah. He goes, Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just stop trying to sell me the service right then, yeah. which is hilarious because like I guess Unix based platform just solved the problem. Well, they, they yeah. a lot of the vulnerabilities are sure. I think if you have an upgraded version of Windows, you're, it's gotten better, but a lot of it has to do with how oh, they like, basically rewrote Windows from the ground up with them. I don't think they no. rewrote it. No, like way too. It, there's too much code there. I think I think they they did a. It was it was the biggest change in the code base. All right, uh, Windows ten, but. There's still going to be vulnerabilities. It, it, it's 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 flawed at the core, essentially. Basically, like, yeah. It, it's it, there's enough flaws at the core where it's exploitable by, by people what they're doing. And to be honest, like the CIA and the NSA. Yeah, you're and probably, the people. I mean, I I hear I hear occasionally. Um, really, a little bit more well, and more fine. there. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, I don't have a good knowledge of like OSs how they work, but. It's bulletproof. That's why we need a blockchain operating that's why, system. That's, you know, you just need to you just need to run Arch Linux or Gen two and I, yeah, for my for, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the employees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like do command line prompts, guys. What do you mean? It's, it's yeah. not hard. They don't need a GUI. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I in the file system? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Figure it out, bitch. <laughs> so, uh, last story I have. Maybe you got more, Sean. But uh, Fred Wilson. Proving that uh, venture capitalists are still the dumbest people in the space, wrote a <laughs> thoughts mothers? on crypto post. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, some great lines. What, 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 what did he say? He says what one. Uh, goes, uh, the crypto sector is an interesting in an interesting phase right now. The market has rallied from its lows this past winter and is up a lot in 2019. That's that's investor speak. A lot. That's what he sent out to his uh, his people in their statement. Uh, but Bitcoin now makes up almost 70% of that aggregate market cap. In some ways, Bitcoin is the one protocol that's found lasting product market fit. Who could have known? Who could have known? What do you know? Ethereum, <laughs> as many of you know, confounds me. It has shown the way to so many important things. Smart contracts, programmable trust-free computing, potentially proof of stake, and a lot more. But it remains hard to build on. Scaling issues abound, and many developers are looking elsewhere. Well, Fred, that's what everyone said would happen with Ethereum. Everyone knew you could do Ethereum. They just thought it was ill-advised because it's a dumb project. Now you're learning that. But you didn't learn, did you? Because the next the next statement is stablecoins, including Facebook's Libra, are a bright spot. <laughs> Most promising and best. Then he goes on to say, most uh, many of the most promising and best funded projects are massively delayed and in getting to market. And Fred, they're not going to get to market. 
you invested in scams more than likely, and uh, most of these projects that you have promoted are, and that's why you should have put your money in RipHip. That's why. He had a shot at it, too. Instead, he put his money into, like, CryptoKitties. Or maybe he, like, made out on CryptoKitties. It's just so dumb. Like, this is all the stuff that people told you was the case here, Fred. Everything. If you just listen to some people, you instead of being a, a what did you call yourself, optimistic uh, prick. Well, you didn't you didn't write the prick part, but like instead of being like an optimistic guy, uh, Mister Optimistic, and just listen to people who actually knew what the technicals were, you, you know, you wouldn't be so confounded by Ethereum. Like it sounds like he's coming around, though. I mean, that's definitely a step in the. I don't think so. The, calling Ethereum uh, important in so many ways via giving us smart contracts. Programmable, trust-free computing, potentially proof of stake. Like that—that that doesn't sound like coming around to me. And he still doesn't know what a blockchain is. He thinks that Libra is a blockchain. Yeah, but those words do sound pretty good, though. They do sound good. They're dum dums. Well, it, it shows and, some skepticism of proof of stake to a degree that like it's probably coming. I mean, I, I don't know. But what what innovation have they done in proof of stake? Well, nothing. That's why he he kind of alludes to it being may happen. I, I mean, Ethereum 2.0 is coming out. That's what I think is funny about Ethereum too is that they're just like torching their chain and just coming out with Ethereum 2.0. Yeah. What do they <laughs> reissue? Do, to, do the Ethereum one holders get equivalent holdings I guess, on two? I guess you just won't or even. You just you won't out of even, luck. You like won't in, even in a, a reorg. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Z- All the coins Z- Z- are gone. Oh, Zcash is doing the same thing. Of course they are because blockchain reboots. Because they fucked up. There's a flaw in the protocol. Like there, like there's, there, there's, and there's scaling issues. Like the fact that no one uses the actual uh, shielded transactions. The weird th- guys, weird. Because you needed what 16 gigabytes of RAM to do each transaction if yeah. you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like they're all just going to redo. It's like it's like no one you know knows what's going on here. It's like you guys have all got third grade understanding because <laughs> everybody knew this is exactly the fate of it. And it's funny. Because, like, these blockchain reboots, that's literally, I mean, they're just going to the computer and they're hitting reboot, but they're, like, re, you know, starting it at the, like, production. It's just defaulting their chains. It's such a cop-out. It, it seems to me, like, what's the difference between Ethereum 2.0 and Ethereum 1.0? One's just a new chain. It's completely new. Right. Well, it's so, it's it's going to work the same way. No it's, rollback, it's, it's, there'll be no rollbacks on the new chain. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> It's still, it'll be, it'll be immutable until yeah. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vitalik doesn't have anything to do with this one. I, I like. I read, I read a thing by Vitalik. He was like, you know, in the original Ethereum, we were just a scrappy bunch of guys, and we just like developed uh, Ethereum just as a, a little concept. Like we weren't, we didn't know if it was going to work or not. And just we were really surprised and really happy that it did. I'm like, no, that that's that is not what happened. You you were a scrappy bunch of guys who were telling the world that you were the greatest programmers in the world, mm. and you developed a piece of shit software that someone is coming. And also, a piece of shit person is uh, is now building uh, Ethereum 2.0, a group of people, and they're going to do exactly the same thing you did with your blessing. And uh, that will be another time when one floods, floods into Ethereum, and uh, nothing is a... Com- I, I mean, I know what we're going to do. We're just going to reboot the blockchain. And I struggle also to understand... How you can say Ethereum is sufficiently decent when someone just reboots the chain. Like, I don't know how they're not going to end up with a weird hard fork situation where people have Ethereum and Ethereum 2. And then which chain is are you, you going to go on? Like, as a company that did one of these ICOs? Well, you're, you're only going to have two companies that are running. They're like two, yeah, it's two, so it's like... <laughs> are they going to be competing for the name Ethereum, or is the 2.0 going to be enough of a differentiator? Are they going to call themselves... Ethereum the, 1.0 and Ethereum 2.0? Yeah, I mean, yeah and like, then the public it, will be like, what's what's the difference? I guess yeah. I guess they're the same. I just like, they must be compatible with one another. It's absurd. And they wouldn't be, obviously. No, they're yeah. different blockchains. Yeah. I, like, they haven't thought through this. They're going to call it Ethereum 1.0 or 2.0. 
The other one's going to be called Ethereum 1.0. But with the with the idea that they're just going to push out Ethereum 1.0 and the 2.0 will become Ethereum. Yeah, that's what they think. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't learn. Oh, the 1.0 guys are just going to have to give up. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're just going to give up. They're just not gonna, they're gonna, we're going to do proof of stake. And I'm going to laugh because like with 1.0, if they move to proof of stake, 1.0 will have all the mining. So that gets even weirder. What else we got? Anything else? Is that it? What do you guys think about that video of the rap battle between Alexander oh, I Hamilton that. and Satoshi? Yeah. I thought it was a great quality rap that battle. So that was funded by Reed Hoffman, uh, LinkedIn CEO. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's who funded that. Well, Reed Hoffman's one of the PayPal guys. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn. And then Eric Schmidt, uh, ex-CEO of Google, tweeted about it. Check yeah, this I out. thought it was actually a really decently done uh, video. I think... Speaking of Eric did you see the video that was resurfaced from 2002 where he's yes. doing a, an interview with Charlie Rose? They want one result on your Google page. Not he 10. tells... In 2000 fucking... Two or three. He's talking to him, and he's like, you know, you search for something on Google, and you get a bunch of results. That's a glitch. That's a bug. It's a, it's a problem. You should get it one should result. should be one result. So the, the, I'm feeling lucky button, but that's all you get? That's, that's uh, what they want it to be. Yeah. yeah. It's like you get the you first get result. One answer. Well, who, who determines what that... Who did you write? They, well, yeah. well the when entire, you ask for something, you should just be given the truth. I can tell you what he meant by that. I mean, like, by at, that at that time, he thought that like they would be able to curate... No, it, it, so the, the mentality's changed for Google. When Google, when Eric Schmidt said that, their mentality was they want to know you so well that they will give you exactly the thing you're searching for on the first click. That's their goal. They're spam sorter, right? They sort spam. They put the stuff that you want at the top, mm-hmm. the stuff you don't want at the bottom. And, and the idea at the time was that Google was going to please, right? You were going to Google. And it, you'd get something that pleased you because it was the thing that you were looking for. Since then, Google has forgotten that that was their goal. And they thought, they think now, that what they ought to do is give you the thing they want you to see and that you won't know the difference because the thing they think the arrogance is, is creeping through. They think that the thing they want you to see is the thing you want. So they, they have lost the distinguishing factors between In the what sense they, that they know better than you what yes, you want? Yes. They, what they wanted to do before was they wanted to deliver you the content that you wanted. Now they want to deliver you the content that they want you to see. And it's a very different business because, like, those are two diametrically opposed views. And they don't know it because they have a bunch of fucking autistic millennials who went in there and, and completely, like, Eric Schmidt probably has lost the point as well. They don't know what they're doing. They forgot that that was their mission. And they, they, they think so little of people that they think that when you search something and that you don't know when you get a result that you don't want because the result that they gave you is the result that now you want. So they they think they're God. And that's to me, is going to be the downfall of this entire like organization. Not just Google. It's going to be Facebook. All of these. They, they think that people are programmable. And they're not. People just aren't. People know what they want. When I search, like, you know, these the shooters, for example, right? If I search the manifesto, like such and such shooter manifesto, uh, you can't really find that easily. It's not the top result. But, like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for another thing when I search that. And they don't think that, that you should see that, so they don't show it to you. So, do you, like, if, if you go search that and they don't show it to you, like, what would you do? Find another place to find Yeah, you, you'd go to another place. Yeah. You go to, like, maybe another search engine. Let's say you can't find it on a search engine. What are you going to do? Probably going to end up on 4chan. Yeah. You're going to end up in exactly the dark corners of the internet that you shouldn't have gone to because you decided you wanted to read this thing that they've decided is abandoned, yeah. which is dumb because like most people wanting to read it aren't like, God, I just really want to seek some white supremacist content so that I can you know, join the, the faction. Of, yeah, you're on the verge of getting tipping over. Yeah, to, no yeah. one's tipping. No one's, no one's on the verge of tipping. So yeah. few people are. And like people just are just curious and they want to read it. They want to see what it says. What, what do you think about like on? You can't even research. Yeah, on, on YouTube videos, if there's something controversial, they'll put like a pop-up window disclaimer, just real. You know, like uh, you know, trying to like fact check, like 
present the truth. You know, it's very interesting. What right? happens when What happens when they do that and like the thing that they believe is the conspiracy? Well, it's it's growing like that. Yeah. that, that practice. It's, I see it, it. it. It's growing by the by the month. I would say it's becoming more and more invasive. And to my experience of taking in content. Well, I mean, I've noticed now. Like, I listen to as much as I can on YouTube. I listen to a lot. I listen like poli- I, I I try. I have tried for years to be somewhat politically apathetic. Uh, and I've listened very little to politics for the most part until recently, and that's because I care about two issues. I care about free speech, and as a result of free speech, I kind of care about guns because I think that that is essentially what preserves free speech. And I think that offends a lot of people, but like those are the only two issues I really have given like any any shits about. But as a result, I've, I've ended up on like you know I watch Ben Shapiro, I watch Tim Pool, yeah. I watch Jimmy Dore. I watch our, our, our feeds are synced up right, too. Yeah, you know, like uh, we get the same same recommend. Every, I think I wonder how many people that's the same too. Yeah, yeah. it's probably a lot of people. It's probably not just us. But yeah. now, every time, so if I go and watch Tim Pool or I go and watch uh, like Ben Shapiro after the after the Ben Shapiro show, it used to roll more Ben Shapiro videos I hadn't seen or like newer ones or something like that. Or it would go into like Sticks Hexenhammer six 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 or something. Yeah. Now it just rolls Fox News clips. Over if and I, over, yeah. Over and over, and I don't want to see any of them. They're, none of them are interesting to me. Yeah, they're like two minutes of like shit. I don't want to hear. It's like, oh, great, okay. I don't want to. I don't. I don't have any like love for Tar- Tucker Carlson. I, he's funny sometimes, but I, I would if I wanted to watch him, I'd go watch him. And I then see. if I watch David Pakman, then all of a sudden CNN and MSNBC clips start showing up, and they just start going again and again and again, and I can't stop it. I don't want to watch those either. I literally went to YouTube to watch like interesting shit that I couldn't get on network television. What, what is that relationship between the major networks and and YouTube? Is it actual payments going for ranking? I think that's the question. I don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, if it is, it's a lot of money. It's got to be it a lot. It wouldn't be pocket change. So I mean, it's got to be tons. Yeah. And I don't I, because, I think, like you said, it, they, it goes from independent content creator to CNN. nothing. Yeah, and then it, it, it's all you can eat of that. Like, it, this, it's just, just, it's this weird thing because like yeah, it is. It's like. I, like I'll I'll listen I'll listen to Tim Pool five minute video and then like I won't I'll be lazy then thirty five forty minutes of like the five Greg Gutfeld yeah Hannity Hannity yeah. And, like, <laughs> none of these none of them are interesting yeah now I mean I don't even think that like Tim Pool's that interesting necessarily but he's like you, I, I like what he I like I like hearing what he has to say I like hearing what the the like news of the day is well I I don't see any like I, I'm wondering I think he's got a good perspective on speech well, but let me ask you this too so. Even if even that mainstream media content, there's no ads. It's like ad free. Like if you try to watch that on regular TV, yeah, you'd be bombarded with Mercedes Benz ads, with you know TD Ameritrade yeah. ads, you know, nonstop. And, and online, it just goes from video. You're just basically getting the meat. So it is. They, 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 they show like two ads before each one. Well, I have the dollar nine for probably. YouTube Red. Oh, it's yeah. The, well, then for anybody listening, it's the best money in the world ever spent. If you spend any, but it, it's it's amazing. I will not spend money on YouTube. It's so worth it. I you ad block s- now. Does, well, yeah. if you're seeing ads, if you you're seeing, do? I don't see any ads. Not on the not on the browser. Yeah, I, I ad block now. I gave in. Do you know why? Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised at that one. Yeah, but I have okay. decided to ad block. You were staunch. I, I, I think that when someone is paying your fare to go see something, yeah, uh, it's a real big asshole move to like not let them. And I think that most people that ad ad block have a really stupid perspective on it. They're like, I just don't like seeing ads. They're making money off of me. I'm like, no, someone else is paying for your fare. Well, here's the problem with ads, and I think that nobody quite realizes this, and the reason the reason that I, I ad block now is because of the maliciousness of ads I've seen. So there was uh, an ad set, and I'm not going to say which ad set it was, but I found an ad set that was uh, basically 
and, and it's from a major, major like Fortune 500 company, and they 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 were keylogging. Nobody realizes this. Ads are just essentially holes in the internet wherein people can inject JavaScript into your browser. Yeah. And you can basically put anything in, you, in that you want. And for me, thus far, it's been like a good faith sort of like you you show me, you pay for my content, I'll look at the content. And then, you know, like we'll just, we'll have that symbiotic relationship. I like that. Then I see code wherein they're key logging and searching for everything you do. And they're trying to filter out passwords and stuff very simply by putting basically like, you know, uh, no password, you know, like, like anything marked as password, don't key log that. At which point I realized, you know what? The ad companies are not acting in good faith. They're tracking more than I want. And I am not going to, I'm, I'm going to basically just stop, look, you know, that symbiotic relationship's over. So I, I blocked all ads. And I'm a, sancho, a proponent of ads. I, I think that, like, ads are a great way to finance the Internet. I think it's excellent. I think if you're dropping, like, minor cookies to basically, like, say this Track, user. Yeah. yeah, like, real simple things. Like, this user was on my website looking at such and such, so I drop a cookie. And then you go to another website and it reminds you of that, that place, you know, those, like, retargeting ads. I think those are pretty good. But, like, the instant that they start abusing the power to insert JavaScript on sites, and not, like, little companies, but, like, big companies, the instant they abuse that power. Is that an um, option that they could fix? They uh, could have fixed it, but the fact that they did it, I, I refuse now to even uh, give in. What is the value of that data to them? Who knows? Doesn't matter. I'm not letting them do it. Yeah. If they're actually whatever, you could leave, you could have the site in one tab. Yeah. And people people and don't know what, what, what do you are. mean by that? So like, in other words, like uh, I'm guessing the key, it's executing JavaScript. That's I, I'm blown. I'm kind of amazed that the, that's something more of getting because that's you know why it's extremely malicious because nobody knows how ads work. Well, I th- but a lot of people, a lot of technology people know when fuck weird shit companies d- is that because you can see all that code. Nobody knows how ads work. Nobody, so they don't even know. They don't even know to look at it. I I don't believe that. I think people know that how security ads are like major. They they can be major security holes. It depends on it depends on how. I've never but heard of anybody. Very, I've, like, I've never heard of anybody reporting security holes in ads. And I don't even. So in other words, like if I have if I have that ad open, that ad is executing JavaScript on the page. That is its code being run on that page. So if it's a key logging, then it's, it's literally reading whatever you're typing in. While you're viewing the ad, or for the enti- for the lifetime your, of your machine your from there. that point. No, no. While you're, while the ad's on the page. Oh, I see. Yeah, but, it's fucked. Like, like I, you but, know, but, I was but, like, but, you know but, what? You can, but I mean, it's still there on the page if you switch to searching for, <laughs> or you just think you. Which means the next step is just a disabled script yeah. completely. Yeah, I, I mean, like I'm inclined to do it, but like I just took the the step of doing ads. The the, the original reason I, I blocked, uh, I, I started blocking ads though, was that YouTube at this point I don't want to support. So uh, you know, I, I do tacitly support it when I go to a site that, that runs you know Google Ads or something like that. But I don't want to support them on YouTube, so I just started blocking all YouTube ads. And then when I when I saw that, I was like, nope, done. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making it to the end of the show. <laughs> this is John Seth chunking up the deuce of the South. The Mass is going to go in peace. St. Catherine, pray for us.